Have you ever seen um, Barbara Streisand's house? Weirdly enough, no. I don't think I have. Hello, welcome, or welcome back to Photo Slut. I am Laura Lamb Mallet. I am a photographic artist, educator, and full-time photo slut. She has a full shopping mall in her basement. Oh my God. Yeah, like old school. Like a full shopping lane. That's amazing. Like the lanes in Brighton underneath the house. Well, just with their clothes in it or? No, with like with like doll shops and stuff. That's amazing, but I'd almost prefer to do it and have it like you could have a, a clothes... You could, you could have all your clothes and your items in shops and yeah. it's like you're always going shopping. But they found dressed. one with this guy and he... But yeah, it was similar to sort of the house you were talking about, but he had like... Like a like a pub, and he had like a shopping centre and like a bowling alley, and I'm just like, what the fuck? You know, I'd have obviously in my face, <laughs> full size sneaker table, done up exactly Help like the Crucible Theatre in Sheffield. I would I would like have a mimic the Crucible and pretend with my three break max and whatever I pretend I was in the world champion. I want to bring back. I don't know how to phrase this. Adult entertainment, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but <Model> like, form. <laughs> but <laughs> tiny pornos. No, but like, like going out on Saturday and bowling with my friends was yeah. so much fun, and it's so much better than just you know sitting and drinking. All I'm and, gonna say, Laura, is welcome to your thirties. Yeah, fucking right. I know. <laughs> Activity best entertainment. Yeah, literally. Um, do you know what would be great if we actually scrapped the whole podcast and we just, I just do a slideshow of all the outfits from the Oscars last night and you give me a word yeah that'd be them. amazing I'd be what, amazing hot or not yeah you know? <laughs> yeah I could review outfits that'd be so good I'm looking at this picture of you because I'm, I'm on your website and I like that shirt in it I haven't seen you wear that one for a while which shirt is it it's like sort of burgundy or mauve like it sort of looks like it's made up of about three different yeah shirts. that's why I like it yeah like. so you are John House shall I start there yeah, that's that's a fact. John House and the House, and you are a photographer. Oh fucking hell! You are a photographer, curator, and educator, based in Bristol, UK. Yes. Yeah. Good. Let's just fact check. That this. branding's always really difficult, isn't it? Because every time you word what you are, you inherently sound like you're really pretentious. See, now I think I've I've got a theory on this. I think if you're aware of being pretentious, that automatically makes you not pretentious. Okay. Also, I don't care. That's good. I can go with that. I don't I give a shit. I describe myself as a bombshell or aspiring bombshell, and I'm sat here now in trackies. Live your life, John. Yeah, you are, well, you are all three of those things. I am all three of those things. And you're actually a senior lecturer at the University of the West of England. I am. Yeah, good. I mean, it's a funny one, isn't it? Because it's like... It's like when people play chess and there's like a, a secret, whoever wins is the most intelligent. I sometimes think with stating your qualifications a bit, it's like, oh, it's like I'm a master or I'm a doctor. Yeah, fucking right. I've spent so much money. Yeah, that's true. You know? True. But maybe it's kind of weird because I can say this now. We both work where we studied. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like we sort of like glued our feet to the floor. Oh, fuck this. Yeah, I'll take anything you give me. Give it me. Um, yeah, I've also, I wouldn't go on work experience at all the different departments at UE. Love. Yeah. A weak placement and everything. Yeah, department. it's so good. Yeah. I'd love to do timetabling and it would just be chaos. It would be bad. Them. 
I'd love to have like a day where I control traffic lights as well. Yeah. Air traffic control. Oh, yeah. Awful. I'd be awful. A, a lorry pulled up yesterday while I was outside. No, I was inside. It pulled up outside. And a woman just got out, pulled up, put her jacket on. He drove away. Is that not exciting? Uh, well, I mean, I did that in the story. Yeah, of course. I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. I was thinking it might be Charlize Theron in Monster. Have you seen that? Yes. Amazing. Yeah. 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 That's not the sort of branch of feminism that I'm, <laughs> I don't align myself with that, I'd like to add. You, yeah. But my brother used to, um, when I used to ring my brother, a picture of, and I say, I'm saying linking this with trucking, mm. a picture of an Eddie Stobart lorry would come up. My name on the thing was Trucker Rose. <laughs> <laughs> and That's I, d- an incredible I don't know whether there was a lorry noise when I rang. There was a short window in my youth at some point i can't give you dates when i thought being a long distance lorry driver for like a year would be amazing i can imagine you like, doing that for one year only just bombing oh. around in a lorry living in a cab seems appealing here's something that i think is fucking mad is that up until probably not that long ago i thought that arctic lorries were named sort of from ice road truckers not because they were articulated <laughs> lorries that's amazing yeah very, like refrigerated yeah yeah they're arctic Makes you know sense. i love ice road truckers that was such a time to be alive <laughs> um also time to be alive you here recording you've done a lot i think a lot in, yeah as in like I you have. have lots of interests in lots of lots of pies lots of fingers Yes, which is, I think it was funny because I was thinking about this the other day and I thought, right, it's taken me all this time until you launch photo slots or as I am. Yeah. That is it, I just did lots of things. Yeah, you are a photo slot. Yeah. You're the OG photo yeah. slot. I've got permission now. Yeah. I've got a name for it. You can go and slot it out if you want. Totally. Yeah, you know, that's your thing. I've got loads of people that need as much structure as I do because mm. they're almost as mad as I am today. There, there is a danger that we could be here for 12 hours. We could do this Easy. as like a comic relief marathon. Yeah. Because there's so much. There is. And this is, yeah, this is not all as well. No, which it's is not all of it. Yeah. But we're going to try and... We, I want to give us a structure and a focus. And we're going to use In Amber, which okay. is your it's ongoing work. Yeah, it is ongoing because I'm a procrastinator. So give us a rundown. In Amber... Depends how far back I go. So when I was doing my master's, yeah. I started off with... Where did you study your master's? At UE. Shout you know, out. Keep it in the house. Um, so I think the first thing I should point out is I've always wished I was, until quite recently, wished I was a photographer. I'm not. So like when I was, a first, when I was doing my BA, I was all about, uh, I wanted to be like a new topographics documentary photographer. That was, that was my thing. Who doesn't? Well, exactly. Exactly. And I was determined mm. and I tried and I was rubbish at it. <laughs> generally and then okay ever since then i've kind of had this internal battle where i've always wanted to be different sorts of photographers but i'm not very good at it and my instinct always makes me go back to doing other sorts of work which i then dismiss as not being the thing i want to be right so this weird internal bubble which yeah partially makes me do things and partially stops me so at the start of the ma this was just pre-covid yeah I started doing a big sort of walking landscape type project which is the thing i've always wished i could do really well okay at some point that's in my system but it's never yeah. come out and it was kind of going all right but it was generic mm. and then lockdown hit and there was the chaos 
And obviously, first lockdown, you can do anything or go anywhere. No. So suddenly you're confronted with... Best the, time what, of my life. What, well, yeah, I did very much enjoy the best time. What do you make work about? When I started shooting around the house, and it was a bit like, well, I do this anyway, it's a bit boring. Mm. And then I remembered why this only struck me that is ridiculous, Laura, that I own so much random stuff I've acquired <laughs> that surely I could do something with it. Yeah. So out of that, I can't, I can't remember the exact chain of events, but basically I started thinking, well, perhaps I can use my images with other people's images, these sort of vernacular archive images yeah. that I collect and I could acquire more of yeah. to make a project that might be interesting. Can I stop you there? Always. And say, this is kind of embarrassing, but I don't really know what the word vernacular means. Yeah, it's a funny word, isn't it? Because, say, vernacular is often applied to language, isn't it? Like, yeah. you're speaking in the vernacular, like a, yeah. a, a local colloquialism or mm. a term that makes sense within a certain discipline, I guess. And then it's applied to photography generally. My take on it, anyway, is to mean imagery which is made not by by amateurs, I'm going to say, but I don't mean that in a patronising way. So people who don't call themselves photographers. Okay. And I think vernacular falls into, like, the family archives yeah yeah yeah. holiday snaps christmas pictures yeah stuff you're just shooting because you do of your life Mm. and then civic vernacular i'd brand as which is something like a passport photo or a police evidence photo or a okay or a an image taken by an architect just to document the site so it's got they exist in traffic wardens yes yeah they make sense to that community yeah i think there's something really interesting about the family aspect of that because Our pictures are now go from albums to like Facebook and they become other people's language almost. Like people can communicate with your photos and like my friend, uh, my friend, my stepmom's relative slash friend commented, sorry, messaged me from Holland the other day and I haven't seen her for maybe like 15 years. But she was chatting to me like, you know, she knows me now because she knows of my life on Facebook. Right. And okay, I find yeah, that fascinating, yeah, is, you know. Sorry, anyway, I, I um, you know. But yeah, so so whatever I, the, the early stage of the project was, mm. I was trying to cobble together images I was mm. taking in lockdown with these archives. I suppose a way of going, look, I'm constrained to this space, but I can look outside to the world through these other people's images. Yeah. And then from that, I started thinking about how you could tell stories with these images. Yeah. And then I was doing research about stories and narratives and kind of, you know, all those theories about there's three types of story ever told or seven types of story ever told. Yeah. My favourite phrase is that Star Wars is a Western in space. Yes, which is... That's great, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah, Western in space. Love that. And I thought that was really interesting, the fact essentially we all tell the same story in the same way. Yeah. And through my... Then as I was doing this research, I I came across this like infographic someone had done of um, this thesis Kurt Vonnegut made... Right. So he tried to do a doctorate around the shape of stories and it was rejected because they said it was rubbish. And he came up with um, eight categories of stories that were told to so like Boy Meets Girl, Which Way Up, um, Cinderella, The Old Testament, The New Testament. And he was kind of mapping every story ever told to these eight categories. Right. And then he, he drew graphs which charted the protagonist's journey through the story from good to bad. Okay. And I thought this was amazing. So it's like yeah. these eight little graphs and yeah. you could almost put any story you like to it. In and see, yeah. So I, I started using those as this framework, thinking about, I'll pick one and maybe I can then use that as a basis to tell a story. 
And then long story short, after many much battling with my own inner soul, I realised that my images were rubbish and I had no place in it. And it was much more interesting only to use the archive images I had. Mm. And I was buying lots, should we say, off eBay. Just So what's great on eBay, right? People buy huge collections of slides and things. Yeah. I got really into slides for some reason. I and love they the extract slides. the ones that people like train spotters want to buy and plane spotters and yeah. a lot of kind of semi-erotic imagery so yeah. all these are sold separately for lots of money and all the dregs i'm just going to point out that you gestured to me when you said semi-erotic <laughs> i just wanted to point that out well Go you on. know it's just yes you think that's that's my, it's, it's, i'm it's, only semi-erotic <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah so then they sell the, the, dis, the discards you can buy that's like so 200 slides for like pounds ebay curators yes yeah and i love that thing of this box would arrive with hundreds and hundreds of slides and it would be um, an amalgamation of all these people's lives jumbled in no order yeah and yeah basically an amber came from that so i started trying to go through and sequence them to tell a story based on those graphs okay i love this quote all this happened more or less yes and that's from that's from slaughterhouse five so that's like the opening line in slaughterhouse five and weirdly when i found kurt vonnegut's thesis i'd never read a kurt vonnegut book okay and um Someone said to me when I was telling about the project that I was an idiot, that I hadn't read him. But more importantly, I had to read Slaughterhouse Five because it was exactly the premise of my project. That's so funny. And he jumps through history and truth and fiction. In Slaughterhouse really Five. It's a good book, really good book. Partly autobiographical, but it, and it just leaps around in time and space and memory and fact and fiction. And, okay. And it, it, yeah, it became this really interesting parallel to what I was trying to do with stories. And that quote, just is the project you I mean, can buy it for one pound 13 what does that say lots printed or nobody likes it i don't know well 82 percent of google users like it why is slaughterhouse 5 controversial oh explicit sexual scenes violence and obscene language yeah i'll probably order a copy tonight <laughs> so in the um style of trying to keep us on track i'm going to we're going to sort of talk about what you've brought. Yeah. But I am aware of the fact that because we're audio heavy, it might turn into ASMR. It might, So yeah. how do you want to do it? Can you explain the boxes that you've brought? I can try. Give, give, me, give me a snapshot of the boxes. Okay, so the snapshot of the boxes is for as long as I can remember, yeah. I've picked up things. So I... I like particularly if I see a note anywhere, I have to own it. I'm obsessed with notes left places, so shopping lists, random just bits of ephemera that mm. for me feel like they're really poignant and significant. Yeah. So I've always kind of collected this stuff, but I can't remember when it started. And I've from a really early point I decided it was it was gonna be called the Museum of John, which sounds like I'm really vain, but I don't mean it in that sense. It's because it's for me it's like um Why is it the of, Museum of John and not John's Museum? Uh, that's a good question. I think the Museum of John just sounds clunky and stupid, and I quite like yeah. that. It just doesn't... Yeah, it's like the Bank of Dave about that guy who did the banking. Yeah. And like John's Museum sounds like it could be like a really boring chair museum in High Wycombe or something. Do you know what I mean? Whereas the Museum of John, <gasps> I'd sets go the there. Tone. Yeah, yeah, true. And also, one thing that I just want to sort of say is that. I don't know, why am I stumbling over my words so much? It's probably because I haven't had a drink. That's probably what it is. Um, No, what I find really interesting is photographers are inherently creepy. And we are, we we like dig away for stuff. And, you know, if we can't find something we want, we'll make it ourselves. Mm. And, you know, that is so seemingly normal. 
But the yes. fact that you've brought these physical things, which is essentially the physical hard drive, is kind yes. of like weird. It is. But I, even though yeah. it's not that weird. It's kind of weird and isn't weird. Because yeah. to me it feels totally normal. Yeah. And they, as you can see, are kept in shoeboxes. Yeah. They have categories. They're like found items, acquired items. Yeah. I've got a whole one of personal things. So like I've got every bank statement I've ever been sent. That's like the really boring what? side, which I didn't bring because I don't know if it's ever going to be of any interest. But I think I might have all my phone, like when you used to get a paper phone bill from the mobile phone company. I yeah. I might have all those. I've got almost every receipt of a record I bought when I was living on the South Coast. I've, like I just keep this stuff that, weirdly i think says something about the world which... and, and can i mention something that if you don't want to talk about i can cut it out yeah but <laughs> childhood no it's not that <laughs> um you recently said to me and jess that you were worried that no one was going to turn up to your funeral i did yeah. yeah 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 so is do you think that's connected to this i don't know i suppose so in my dream world, right, at some yeah. point I'll have so much of this and, I'll, yeah. and, and an actual physical museum of just complete crap will be banality. formed, which is called the Museum of John. Yeah, complete mm. mundane banality. And people will go in there and have like some life-affirming moment because it will give them permission for something. I don't know what to either own okay. their weirdness or, or, be, or revel in complete pointless things and how glorious they are. So before we segue to the boxes... Because, you know, I do always think it's important that I push that I am interested in photography because yes, I do get away from yes. it. When you said that about these people having a life-affirming moment, this morning I listened to you talking about um, a sh the shot I never forgot. Okay. does I don't even know that exists. That's interesting. Well, listen, if you don't want me to find something, don't put <laughs> it out there. Um I'm interested in this idea that you want other people to take refuge hmm. in things that you do. Yeah, I'd never thought of it like that. Because I yeah. love I love this podcast because I love yeah. the sound of my own voice, you know, come on. But what's meant the most to me is the people that have responded to me about it and saying that they've they've connected with it. You mm. know, I mean, you know, you know, I'm not Mother Teresa, but you know, <laughs> I really like that. And for somebody who is so skeptical about people and the world, mm. that's you. It is. Yeah. You are actually incredibly kind mm. and you know, generous. I guess. Yeah, yeah with I your with so. your time. Mm. I mean, you're not throwing fivers outside, but like <laughs> you know, with your time and your wisdom and all of that. So there is this sort of fulfilment to me that you collect all of these things, or and and you want to 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 share this on and the reason i bring up the shot i never forgot was because you were talking about how it came about and the weekend mm. that you had with your friend yes yeah uh, you look like you're a bit worried that i i found this no i'm i'm curious because i i yeah no i'm interested i okay. didn't know it existed so i'm fascinated but i'm not yeah. worried at all cuz i still think about that weekend yeah. a lot yeah and and basically the premise of it is is that you were going on a journey with a friend yeah. Because he'd had some bad news or he was struggling mm. with some stuff. Yeah. And then you sort of got stranded at an airport. So you yeah. went Luton Airport. I feel like that's it. It was Luton Airport. Beautiful Luton Airport. Yeah. So you went to We went to Hamble the Rice. That's on, it. Uh, yeah. Near Southampton, yeah. And you just had a really nice weekend of of drinking and debating basically. Yeah. I mean, in some ways it, it was it was nice but tense, but in a kind of like way that only really close friends can do yeah. it. Yeah. Slightly 
constantly narking each other. You're not quite yeah. sure why, and it was. But it means a lot. It means and, a hell of a lot that weekend. And it? and the and the sort of the the what came from this was you taking a photo of this mm. person, and you didn't really have a place for it other than sort of next to your desk, where you like to sort yeah. of be reminded maybe of it. So then you curated and I, and I, you, I don't know how much you want to talk about the sort of practical process of it because that's where I was coming from watching the video mm. but you you got a lot of photographers to contribute their photo yeah I'm doing it yeah. I'm giving you an awful so synopsis good, no no it's quite a good stuff so I, yeah so I mean the, the person I photographed Goz yeah. who like we kind of don't we have very sporadic contact now but okay. it's like we've never not spoken Do okay you know what I mean? he's like he's, what's Goz short for um Andrew Gosling okay Gosling Goz you know yeah sick form nicknames they're God. pretty simple aren't they basically yeah but he's a beautiful man in every way that he's he's bonkers and he's just bonkers. lovely and generous okay and really a really genuinely unique bloke he means a hell of a lot to me and that weekend i can't explain why it just always mm. still stays with me i just think yeah. it's really poignant yeah and that image yeah was was like a distillation of it and i never ta- i'm never take portraits which we'll come on to a bit more i guess yeah um but it did always genuinely sit by my desk and mm. I'd have it in different forms printed and it was always there. And then I, it was like, you know, that thing of earworms. I suddenly thought, well, yeah. every photographer must have these images that they love mm. and are dear to them, but they've never used because they don't fit. Mm. And that was the premise. I just started inviting people to share one image and a brief story that contextualised it. And it was a blog originally. I just did it on a blog I was running at the time as a little segue yeah. and then ended up exhibiting it. A blog's still a thing? I don't think so. I think I was very active in the blog world for a while. Were you? Were you a blogger? I was a blogger Mm. and it was almost like boxes but in blog form. Well, that's kind of what I think is really interesting because, you know, I don't think anybody, I'm I'm giving you your your dues here, but you're the person who gets stuff done at work Mm. and you are incredibly organised and you are incredibly disciplined, but then this is the other... Yeah. This side of the you know and every time order. i say this i'm pointing to a load of boxes on the floor <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah um and i think that you being able to curate something like this proves that mentally you are capable hmm. of compartmentalizing or organizing things so i can see that th- that type of behavior of cu- collecting and curating is not Sometimes I think people can think it's sinister. Probably. You know, not yeah. sinister, but like... A bit weird. Yeah, mm. yeah. Or, or like something for something else. Like, you know, oh, who was it? Someone said to me once, oh, oh, you do this, that and the other because your parents are divorced and, you know, you're trying to make yourself a home. And I was like, fucking hell, no. You know, I just like hoovering, you know. It's, <laughs> yeah, not, yeah. it's not that deep. But, yeah, and I, I'm interested in that, that you have the the extreme capability to sort of balance both sides of the scales yeah and i think i guess i'm probably naturally slightly chaotic yeah. in a lot of ways yeah but quite enjoy control yeah and me so, too yeah, curation yeah. or putting a project together or helping a student with a project is is that is that permission to have the control because otherwise probably there'd be this sort of weird chaos going on mm. and my mind's got that my mind jumps a lot yeah so like for in my practice I, i'm I'm awful at finishing anything because I'm so interested by the start of something and a process and mm. trying something out. And then mm. when I get to a point where I've proved the point I wanted to myself, I kind of have no interest. So finishing anything is 
hence in amber still because i procrastinate so i've got two books i could literally send to print yeah and i haven't because i moved on like and it's Mm. ridiculous because i should just at some point stick to one thing till i finish it that's that's what maybe you should take this approach luke's mum every time she buys a book from the charity shop or or a normal bookshop she reads the back page and then she can enjoy the book she says really yeah yeah, that I don't know. That's I, mad. That is mad. That That's, is mad. Yeah. Boxes of weird found things is not mad compared to that. No, I know. It's like you want to know how the story ends before you started yeah. it. However, talking of funerals, the one thing that really distresses me in this life is that I won't be there for my funeral. Yes, I'm not bothered by that. I just I don't know what it is. I think it's like you know when someone's on TV. Going back to the funeral thing about seeing. I don't know why I revealed that to you and Jesse the other day. <laughs> I think it's because we occasionally it preys in my mind, not yeah. having kids, that this could be a thing. But you know when someone's on films and TVs and you get that sort of classic pauper's funeral and there's just no yeah. one there and the whole yeah. thing's sad and drab. Yeah. I'd kind of almost prefer just to never be found and, I don't know, fall into the sea and be missing rather than have a funeral with one person reading a, a sermon. And If that happens to you and say when it happens, you don't, we don't have contact anymore. I will fucking find your body and drag <laughs> it back to the shore, and I will serve cheese and pineapple on sticks. I will not let you have that last mystery. Okay. We're gonna go for a biscuit break, so I'm gonna pause it. Wouldn't it be great if it, we weren't recording this entire time? I wouldn't do it. I hate water. Do I love water? I hate. I, I hate Bristol water. It's so shit. Yeah, I think I don't know. I just water's just easy, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, you don't have to think about it. Just like a bit of water. <laughs> you don't have to thirst. think about it. <laughs> don't have to think about no, drinks. You don't have to think about it. I'm, I'm the most indecisive person in the world. So if like I'm in a restaurant, I, I couldn't menu, tell from the amount of shine well, that you've brought not, yeah. here and the amount of projects I started. Yeah. But if I'm in a restaurant, right, and I, I literally won't know what I'm going to order to the waiter asks me. So the pressure of him asking me or her asking me or them asking me will force my hand. And I might have like three things. I'm like, going, oh god, what? Is that the best? My words today are absolutely out it's of Monday, control. Wet Monday. Wet Monday. Um, yeah, I do want to sort of say, you know, you, I do credit you with sort of dragging me by my hair through my studies. So, I'm always really interested in this because I never yeah. knew that was a yeah. thing. Yeah, you were you really helpful to me. Like, yeah. yeah. Which is good to know. That's, yeah, that's it was nice really thing, great. Right? Yeah, like um, I wouldn't be the photo slut I am today. <laughs> Maybe my, that's my problem. Words of yeah, maybe I'm a photo slut because I'm not decisive. Maybe you yeah. gave that to me. Maybe it did. No, you were super helpful, I think. And also, you always give a straight answer. If you think something's shit, then you'll that's say it's true. shit. That's true. So we've picked out some things from the boxes. We have. I, I like think we should you... probably explain that the boxes are in no order. There's just shoe boxes, which are full of stuff. A title, so I know what genre of thing it is. And so I will put shocked. pictures up. On yeah, Instagram yeah, totally. of yeah. the stuff. That would be beautiful. And then, so I've, so I've picked some things out of the acquired box, and I've picked out some, and you've picked out some of the found box. Yeah. And what's really interesting is most of them are written. Oh, I, I'm absolutely obsessed with any written material I haven't written. But I'm interested that I've picked up the written ones. Yeah, but that's because they, they they're an inbuilt narrative. They're a story contained yeah, within, yeah. no matter how whimsical interestingly though the first thing that i saw when i opened the first found box the found box sorry i can't tell you the effect that this <laughs> yeah it's, it's really a plastic 20p 
with the ELC, Early Learning Centre Bank, stamp on the back of it. And I believe it's from a cash register. Are we on Antics Roadshow? We could be. This is from... Who knows what the value might be. (laughs) So the Early Learning Centre in Brent Cross, Mm. in sort of northwest London, was like the special place to go at the weekend. So before like... Westfields and all of this sort of stuff. It was like Cribs Causeway. Okay. Like I I love Cribs because it's really um sentimental for me mm. to go to a shopping centre. And I actually talk about this with Clara on because she was talking about mall soft music. Do you know that? Yeah. 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 And like I could almost tell you exactly the outfit I was wearing when I was really? in here. It would have been an England shirt. Um, a baby G on one wrist, and then on the other wrist, it would have been a pale pink leather band with studs on it. And then I wore like plasticky tracksuit bottoms and some sort of variation of Air Max. It's a strong look. It's a strong look. I mean, you know, walk around Bristol, you see a lot of that at the moment, to be fair. It's sort of the closest I could describe it was Kerry from this country. Yeah. 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 But that. When I saw that, it literally took me there. And I yes. didn't even need to see the back to know where it was from because there was an early learning centre in Brent Cross. That's, did, did you own the till? Or did yes, you I've owned the till, yeah. I've had a, quite a few different tills. Right. That's why, you know, I love the, in the digital print lab, I love the barcode scanner. Same. I love it it's, so much. It's yeah. When when I was younger for my Christmas present, my sort of distant relatives just went to the post office and got, got me loads of forms and a stamp. Yeah, see, I used to have stuff like that. My dad would bring, yeah, you know, pre the old year of credit cards, you used to have that slidey machine. Don't, don't. With the, what's that paper called that makes a duplicate? Carbon copy yeah. stuff, yeah. Um, for some reason, I think my dad owned one and all the bits and didn't need it anymore. So me That's and my amazing. brother, who used to have this very elaborate imaginary world, we used to make credit cards out of bits. So it'd be a bit of cardboard with a bit of soldering wire in a special shape that was the credit card. And we were like, do transactions. I'm obsessed with it. Keep the paperwork. One for you, one for me. I love it. File it all away. But yeah, so it's, anything like that is, yeah, is inherently I love appealing. That. Until you start doing it for real and then it's really boring. Well, it? I also really love, I'm going to attempt to pick up the microphone because the noise it made when I put it on the <laughs> it table was, noise, was amazing. Yeah. Is this, is this ASMR again? You can tell how cheap that is from the... Listen, Early Learning Centre wasn't cheap. I think really my, my reference that's probably earlier because... So I did it, I can't remember whether I found it, but it's just a funny thing, fake plastic cheap money, isn't it? Yeah. I, I used to have a much earlier form of that Early Learning Centre till I think oh with bigger God. coins. That's and amazing. Proportionally accurate to the time, I guess. I loved their dinosaurs. Their dinosaurs were always popping. I was a v- massive sure. dinosaur fan. I, think, I, was I ever, think Early Learning Centre might have been after my point in childhood when I would have engaged. <laughs> you were 25 when you got your first till. <laughs> I was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, it's it's really strange. But that, it, I think that's what like that. I, I find interesting about all these things is that and they it will spark a memory. I only want them if they spark some sort of associational memory. That's yeah, what's interesting. for yourself or for other people. I think for myself initially. And yeah, I assume everyone else will be fascinated. But yeah, whether that's but then then it's interesting seeing someone else rummage because the things they pick out would probably be different to what I'd pick out as the the highlights. What I found was interesting is that some of your notes are muddy, which meant that you found them outside. Yeah, lots have been found on walks. Or, but you know, this is, I was thinking about this this morning, right? You don't, and I don't know whether it's the digital age of um, phones and stuff, but you don't find as many notes. Like it used to be every week I would be able to pick something off the street and now yeah, it doesn't happen. That and hurts my and I think I agree. And some of the things that I love about this, I remember 
when we were on the Masters, I said to my friends, I was like, it's so weird that we've been working together, studying together in the library, sometimes for upwards of eight hours a day. And I couldn't tell you what anyone's handwriting looked like. Yeah, right. I hadn't seen anyone hold a pen, basically. Like, that's so weird. It is. All my sketchbooks are analogue. I have to do analogue sketchbooks. Same. Follow you. So, so this is a note. Wow. Whoa. I can hear it in the mics. Can you? Yeah. That just that's exciting. That's atmosphere, isn't it? So we've got like this little A5 piece of paper that says "Read me." Yeah. I thought. See, I thought that wouldn't appeal to you. It's instructional. That's yeah, but I quite like it when someone's gone to that effort. Though they're mm. like, "This is so important. I'm going to have to give you an instruction on the outside." Follow your heart today and keep up the good work and then the reason that so i think i'm pretty sure that was tucked under something at a bus stop and obviously i was like well i'm going to read you because you're a note and you say read me and then because i i hate the sentiment of what's written it so much it became incredible and i wanted that's to, so funny so, right, so this, so this, this is a special one this is a special letter this was the this was so on the envelope it says like to the judge uh, to the judge or whom it may concern. And then Brighton Magistrates Court. Yeah. And I don't know what the morals are reading these things out, but it's interesting. Anyway. So in Brighton... <laughs> well, uh, we're not giving out people's you know, <laughs> no. national insurance number, are we? So I was, I, when I was living in Brighton, I was walking to work through this very set route I'd always go through down this little alleyway. And I yeah. found that on the floor and it was sealed. And I was like... This is an amazing thing. And I picked it up and had this weird consciousness. And I was like, well... It, I should probably give it to the person it's destined for because perhaps it's important. But then I was like, well, do I just take it to the court or what? how can I get it to the person it needs to be? Yeah. Which was just a blatantly justification for me opening the letter to see yeah. if there was a name. And then when I opened it, like I almost leapt with joy because the date on the letter was yesterday's date. So I knew I could keep it because the court case must have passed. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. if you read the letter. So... And then I kept it, but I love, so that letter is why I like collecting things because it's just this snapshot in a person's life that's yeah. so personal and poignant and vernacular. And it means nothing to me because I don't know any of the people in it yet. It kind of wrenches my heart to read it. God, it really like. it is heart-wrenching, isn't it? And it's sort of somebody fighting on behalf of somebody else for sort of their, the justification of their behaviour. Yeah, I think it's the grandma of, yeah. of a woman going to court for I can't remember what the, what she's going to court for but but there's that, that the fact she wrote that letter as a, like a you know that sort of desperate thing of all I can do is appeal it's, to yeah, someone yeah do that yeah I love that harrowing and beautiful at the same time. it is I'm a little bit distressed by her incessant use of capital letters where they don't need to be yeah and but I think it's amazing the, the thing I love about writing and the way people write and the handwriting and things like that how many capitals they use I think you can't help but stereotype who you think the person is who's written it. And there's something fascinating for me about writing, which mm. not other things do that. Like if you look at an image of someone, it does the same thing. But I, you know, I, yeah. I don't, all these things to me are portraits, right? So I don't take portraits, yeah. but I see this as my version of portraiture because yeah. I associate a story or identify who the person is who's owned it or had a life with these things. Yeah. And I think writing's really... Um, when I'm reading this, I mean... Yeah, okay, I do have a habit of making everything about myself, but I sort of, I spoke in the first episode Hmm. about my nan briefly, 
and yeah. like going to her house and, and whatever. <clears throat> but this is giving me that it's 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 making me long for a time where I had someone like this woman who mm. wrote this letter who is on your team no matter what. Yeah. You know? I kind of love that. Yeah, it's not even like the notepaper it's written on. It's beautiful. It's like, it, it, it screams of a previous age where people had specific notepaper and matching letters and and also what like on the envelope she's obviously tried to use her best handwriting and there's just something really symbolic about you know that you can almost see the effort of trying yeah. to write really well and neatly and but it's kind of not at the same time that that will be next month this will be 20 years old really yeah wow that's interesting that is it. Should we have a party? We should have a celebration. I could track her down. But oh. I think I think that when I so I was just collecting stuff because I liked things, and I think when I found that, I was like, "There's something interesting here that talks about society and anthropology and people mm. and mm. personality." And that's kind of probably the genesis of when I thought this is a museum of sorts. Did Did you ever go on the um the website Post Secret? No. So Post Secret and there was another one secret zen maybe was where people would basically take something like this mm. or a postcard or whatever and they would write something that they just couldn't bear to tell anyone else and then they'd I send it think. in yeah, and post secret would put it up and there was something really uh not enjoyable that's not right the right compelling about connecting with people in that sort of anonymous space mm. And when they were bad, they were bad, you know? I think the thing that's particularly weird, though, right, is I, I'm not... Like, if you look at who I follow on Instagram, it's all mm. photographers and friends, obviously, but I've got no interest in soap operas. I've got no interest in people posting pictures of... I should kick you out of my dinner. house for that. You probably should. But, yeah, I'm obsessed with this stuff, and this is kind of mm. doing the same thing, but mm. I don't know. I can't, I, I've never quite squared that weird circle. And you were saying, is so that thing about you were saying about how... Sorry, you know, the dog has just... She just walked through the box. Yeah, and randomly, the thing she kicked out, I think, is a picture of a dog, right? Is that a dog or a weird cat? That looks like that a dog. Alzheimer's weather-battered Britain on it. I think, I don't know if that's meant to say Alzheimer's or Alzheimer's. Can't quite read it. But yeah, a picture that of was a weird a bit spooky. dog with weather. So, you know, Bambi's prophetic, I think. Well done, Bam. But yeah, so, like, I don't document anything to do with a night out so if i was on mm. a holiday or a night out mm. if you looked at my phone afterwards there'd be pictures of something a weird pattern on the floor or yeah or some rust or yeah to the extent that all my friends jake all i do is photograph rust and i love and rust. never them and i don't yeah. have pictures. I do, i'm not it's weird i don't have that desire yet those things to me i'll remember an event from well we might have to do another half of this podcast because what I want to talk about in this new work that I'm making, I can't talk about it now because I'm too scared because I haven't made the work yet. Yeah, I think I told you about it briefly, but yeah. That's a daunting thing to start. It really is, isn't mm. it? It's awful. Um, Obviously, this absolutely tiny strip of film. Yeah. What kind of film is this? That's Super 8. It is, so okay. Cine camera, yeah. Yeah. I can't even remember what's on that. Neither can I... I I'm saying neither can I, like I can remember. I can't see. It's tiny. It will be tiny. Two people on a beach, maybe? They look like waves to me. Yeah, that's the sea for sure. So the thing with that, 
and we should probably explain to the, I was going to say viewers, but listeners, the listeners, is it's like, so you've got like what, maybe three inches that's perfect. And then after that, it's yeah. like a concertina. It's all crunched up. Yeah. So the reason I picked that up and I love it is because you know it's got caught in a projector and someone's yeah. just had pure rage. And, and just been like, fuck this. Their memory is now wiped apart from that tiny little ruined bit, which can never be played. And you can, you can look at it as like you're doing where you're peering at this few millimetre across individual Yeah, it's slice. absolutely minuscule, it is. isn't it? It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing to be able to hold, I think. Yeah. I like the fact as well, stuff like that, you know, there's something about negatives, isn't there, where they've got, they've got a memory embedded in them. Yeah. And there's something particularly appealing about So obviously I collect loads of old negs and, and scan yeah. them, but something else I'll probably never want to see so I can make the image out. Yeah, no, no, I don't. I like the mystery of it and the fact it exists. As exactly as it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for me, it's just about the, I can imagine the anger of the person when that happens. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Perhaps that was the best thing they'd ever made. Oh. You can say. Yeah. It's beautiful though, isn't it? It is. It's, yeah, it's it reminds me of a piece of work that I can't, nice. I think I, I want to say I saw it at Foam in Amsterdam, but maybe I didn't, but it's, I'm going to have to find it now, but it's strips of a shipping, a, a, a cargo ship going across. Right, okay. That's what, in like a film strip? On a light box, but I think it's oh, film. Okay. Nice. It's really difficult to explain it. Um, if anybody knows what I'm talking about, or they were there <laughs> with me, that would be great. And then, these are some more pieces from the acquired box. I don't care about this. The other, no. That, so on one side of it is a cartoon with a sort of 3D furry moustache. I wonder whether we're drawn, well, I'm definitely drawn more to the written things. Maybe it is the narrative because I, mm. I don't care about looking at stuff. I care about what it could visualise as. Yeah, totally. I think that's it. If you can yeah. picture a scene around the thing, that's when they're really special. Because if I was listening to this, which, you know, I will, I obviously, um, I might not go onto Instagram and look at the things because I like how they appear yeah. in my head. That's my favourite thing about reading. Totally, yeah. Your imagination is better than the reality. Absolutely. I tell you, my imagination is damn sight better than my photography. <laughs> I'm really not happy working with Sasha. I know. I find that she is very self-conscious and this affects her her aching a bit acting ability. I feel that I am always working with her and by association I am considered a poor actor. That's good stuff. Eh? That's, that's, good stuff. that's good stuff. That is good stuff. What's, I mean, is that written for a reflective journal or just personal angst? I don't know, but the writing becomes increasingly erratic yeah. as it goes down. Yeah. But you're not a klepto. No, because it's it's really constrained the things I pick up and like I don't have piles of newspapers and random bits of paper on my yeah. own. It's it's stuff of other people. So it's like it's voyeur pure voyeurism. I'm a bit of a curtain twitcher in lots of ways. And me too. This stuff me is too. I love curtain it. Oh, I love it. And then this was a note that you said was slid under your door. Yeah. So this is kind of in the acquired rather than found because it was given to me and Hannah essentially. Good morning. Sorry about the noise earlier. I realised I hadn't changed start time for the washer-dryer for daylight savings. All changed now, so shouldn't happen again. Hope you have a lovely weekend. Best, Alyssa. The craziest thing about this for me is I didn't know that you could do washer-drying daylight saving times. 
But well, again, I, it's, I, I suspect it's a lie. I always thought it was a bit of a that, it, a bit of a lie. Yeah, I can't. So I think we we were living. It was must have been the first when we first moved to Bristol, and we were living in a flat in a building that was like a, a one of those big what? houses divided into like oh, three right, or yeah, four yeah. flats. So there was someone above and someone below, and the flat above. Like everyone was kind of a, a professional in the house, apart from the flat and above was a student there, which is kind of fine, right. but inevitably they keep very different hours and, and um, lifestyle. Yeah. And it must have been either a Saturday or a Sunday morning and probably had been out or something the night before. And then the, this washing machine just started rattling the floor at a ridiculous time in the morning. Or, you know, like sort of seven in the morning <laughs> on a Sunday when it's just clearly inappropriate. Yeah. And you know when you kind of, there's, there's that inbuilt rage where you're just, me and Hannah probably raging each other about it. And then... Probably her, because I'm a wimp, would, got up and knocked on the door and told them to shut up and turn it off. Yeah. And then that note came under the door earlier. That's so But funny. I really, I mean, obviously, you know, it's an insignificant story, but I love the panic that that student must have yeah, had. And I, then yeah. the fact, I reckon that's just a lie. They're thinking, I just put it on and didn't think about the people living below me. Yeah, I daylight savings. Yeah. And also, which student has a pre-programmable washing machine to that extent? It's no, just, I know. It's just not, it's not doable, is it? Not really. Do you want to record your fake ad? I can record my fake ad. What do you want it to be? That's almost the most challenging thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I know. It's a new feature. I was, I was thinking, because um, I thought this might come up after Mike's one, I thought yeah. the perfect fake ad would be the Wombles. Do you, do you remember the Wombles? Yeah. That... yeah. Because basically, I make use of the things every day you fake leave behind. So <laughs> I think the Wombles could be rebranded. Oh, my God. Different... Things I didn't have on my 2023 bingo card. <laughs> the rebrand of the Wombles. It's waiting for a comeback. So how do you think the advert will go? I think the advert would probably be like overly serious, sort of. Um... And now, as always, a word from our sponsors. And we're back on. I love that. Speaking to your mic. Hello. Say something again. Uh, something again. Do you How, want to go straight on or shall we read a poem? I want you to read a poem. And while read you poem. read the poem, can I look at... Yeah, you do it. So this is... I, I, I think... No, I think this is a bit of a cheat. I think I might have bought this. So occasionally, like, right. I get obsessed with looking through eBay at Ephemera, which is a whole category. Okay. Can I ask what your eBay username is? It's the... Asomatus, as in the, and then asomatus, asomatus, which means without material body. I always like the word of it. So in the early days of internet, that was always my handle, because I like the term without material body summed up in this word. Okay, brilliant. This is, I think I might have found the perfect So this is from... um, This is a really, like I think a 1950s reporter's notebook. But the best thing about it is, so it's got a name on it, which I think says m turner reporter's notebook this is my favorite bit then says on the front for pen or pencil love that as opposed to blood or chalk or <laughs> i don't know what a crayon for, for pen or pencil so this one now do you reckon that says crazy or craggy people crazy i think crazy it's got to be which obviously is the one i'm going to read yeah 
So this is the poem Crazy People by M. M. Turner. Turner. And is it in pencil or pen? It's in pencil. The whole thing's in pencil. Amazing. And there's no reporting in this. It's only poems. That's I thought I meant great. That they've yeah. used the book inappropriately. <laughs> Pencil's correct, but poems. That's so good. Crazy People. Crazy people, crazy people, crazy people like me go crazy over people like you. Dafty people, goofy people, dizzy people like me go nutty over things that you do. When we were underneath the moon, the moon above, you have me acting like a loon. It must be love, sweet love. Crazy people, crazy people, crazy people like me going dizzy over people like you. I mean, that's just so beautifully awful, isn't it? Wow. And there's a whole book of it. And then right at the back, after all these poems, which I won't torture everyone with. So on the back cover, it then says signature tunes, which I'm interested in. Is that like their best tunes or is this for stuff you should listen to with the poems? Is it the know. thing that's, you know, how, like sort of uh, an audio metronome? Maybe it is. So you've got like Jack Hilton, Oh Listen to the Loud, I think that says. Brackets, 1933, 40 years old. Which okay. Does that mean that dates this at 1973? They Must be. The and then Ray Fox, Whispering, which I think is the tune you listen to the crazy people poem. Wow. There you go, M. Turner. Never been published. Never been published. <laughs> you can imagine. Never been published. <laughs> what do me and M. Turner have in common? Oh, yeah, we've both never been published. Um <laughs> And I'm looking through. What am I looking through? So that is a wallet yeah. which I bought kind of lock, stock and barrel that had a load of letters in it and yeah. some photographs. In Amber's the, the, the title of this triptych of books I'm making. Yeah. And the first one's called My Darling Brian. Yeah. So it's based on the um, Boy Meets Girl Vonnegut arc, story arc, which yeah. is what you'd imagine it to be. Someone starts off relatively well meets someone is very happy, has a massive plunge where they lose them and then they obviously get them again and come back happy at the end. I was making the book and I was kind of work, trying to make this kind of love story or, or like just a parody of all Hollywood love stories and, and romantic novels. Um, but photographs alone, I was slightly struggling with and I really wanted to include some text or some letters in there. Really battered leather wallet and yeah. it was just full of letters between this man and this woman i think in the 50s and yeah a couple of little photographs in it and then in there as well there's some other letters i've kind of acquired since like those thin letters i think came from something else and then when, so when i was making the book i thought i quite liked the idea of the whole book being contained within a wallet so the, the front and back cover of a wallet and you open it up and it's got this repository of images and letters in which kind of build this narrative of um the love story between the two main protagonists in it who are so they're brian and bibsy so you've got four photographs there of bibsy yeah. which again i can't remember i got but i own all four of them and so on the back of this one yeah it says to my darling brian all my love bibsy with seven kisses and then it's dated 4th of may 1945 so obviously politically loaded date wise and yeah. the message is loaded isn't it and i think the number of kisses let you know that brian must be her sweetheart is a ting he's a ting rather than like a family member but that so that started the first story because i thought well and that's in the inside cover so that's kind of an insert so that's loose you you take out of the book as the first thing because that's the starting point of the story so as yeah. soon as i owned this picture and saw the back of it obviously i started to imagine what 
Bibsy's like, because I can see a picture of her, what Brian was like, whether he was at war and she was back home and all that sort of gubbins. And then these other kind of images of Bibsy helped tell a bit more of a story. Yeah. I particularly like, I've kind of got her from 1939 to 1945 in four images. You've got her transition over yeah. the course of the war, which is, if you kind of look from start to end, is also quite telling because she ages more than you'd expect in six years, which I guess is inevitable. If you live through the war, it is. Yes, yeah. I love her in leopard print. She looks good in leopard print, yeah. I like her jaunty hat wearing. It's particularly the fetching. hat's scary to me. So the idea of the book is to take you through that, but the thing, so kind of going back to the Vonnegut reference and Slaughterhouse Five, what's clever about the book is he jumps around in time a lot, so you're kind of reading past, present, and future. So you've probably got pictures from maybe the 1930s in there up to maybe 1980s might be the latest. Okay. And they're, from, and they're not from one collection, so they're deliberately drawn from a really disparate arrange, arrangement or a collection of, um, you know, other people's archive images. And what I really love is the idea of whether by you never seeing the same people, so the people are changing, the time period's changing, the setting's changing, whether purely through tone of photograph, I can allude to a narrative that everyone can relate to, yeah. i.e. boy meets girl, but without labouring a story so much that the viewer is literally forced to tell the story. Yeah. And I think for me, these sort of images are so loaded with memory, like no one can look at an image, any of these images, I don't think anyway, not relate it somehow to their ancestors or their current, Agreed, their yeah, current history 100%. or their family. So the idea of leaping around between different um, generations and places in the world is really fascinating to me where you can just hold on to, like like jazz music, can you hold on to the thread of the beat enough yeah. that the audience can hang on to it, yet there's enough... Um, to riff with. Yeah, there's enough looseness for them to bring yeah. their own thing to it. And then within it, there's these little letters which are all yeah. extracts. I love from, the letters. Love letters. They're, yeah, they're great. But and, and again, the letters are from numerous people. So what I quite like is the fact of just giving enough of a letter that yeah. is suggestive, but it doesn't actually tell the story. And I know what the story is to me, but I'll never tell anyone what my version of the story is because it's kind of pointless. It's, yeah. it's much more interesting what others bring to it. And because it's sort of in David Campany's Handful of Dust, the picture of Mussolini's... Lancia, mm. where the picture is incredible, and we know that it's his Lancia. It doesn't matter that we don't know the photographer and we don't really know anything else. Yeah. It doesn't actually take away much from the image. Yes, this this yeah, the authorship almost doesn't yeah. matter at all. And I think I think the, the other thing I'm really fascinated about is as soon as you so if if you were at a boot sale and you saw those images, you'd inevitably yeah think some were interesting or you might relate to some as soon as you take them out of context and place them in an art context whatever that means so i'm now calling these art this is a photo book yeah you suddenly start looking at the images differently so there's images in there like this one of this chap on the bed in the hotel i just literally this is a bit mulholland drive it is it's just amazing and there's a woman have you seen the one of there's a woman kind of sitting in this dark room with a load of wrapped christmas presents smoking a fag and it's just an incredible photograph like if, yeah if yeah, someone I constructed and brought that photograph to me i would be obsessed with it and what i really love I is that the was fact, a cabinet well, i think it's a christmas present. no it is a christmas present and i really love the fact that's probably been taken in a really loose casual way you know for whatever reason a snapshot somebody else's vernacular yeah 
But then their eye is, is like in that moment, it's perfect. perfect I yeah, couldn't make yeah, that no. image any better than it's made. And then we have... This one is called a certain naval person. But this is still in amber. It's still in amber. So in amber. So the term in amber, when I was trying to think of a title for... So in, for some reason in my head, I thought originally I'd make all eight of Vonnegut's story arcs and then okay. soon realised it was a ridiculous task and it probably wouldn't be that interesting. And then I just thought, well, a triptych of books seems like a decent number. Um, and I kind of had ideas for three. So the term in amber is, is the name of the whole series, I guess, yeah. which was the vernacularies, but that's so pretentious, it's painful. I prefer in amber, yeah. And there's a quote in Slaughterhouse Five where he talks about memories being in amber, essentially. Like, I can't remember the out of context, okay. but, you know, a memory trapped in something like a bug in amber, yeah. which is just a perfect analogy for vernacular yeah. archive images, I think. Um. So, yeah, that's the name of the series. My Darling Brian is the name of the first book, The Love Story. This second one, A Certain Naval Person. So I bought a collection of, like, really big negatives. But I don't know what, they're not They're not four by five. There's some weird formats between four, five, and ten, eight. I'm not quite sure. That's interesting. Maybe they're six, seven, or five. I don't know. Anyway, they stink, first of all, of fix, which is quite funny in itself. They just, like... I you said fish. <laughs> no, they reek of they're not being washed properly. But they were, like, really boring photographs of paintings and then some documents. And one of the documents was his letter to Winston Churchill. Apparently, Roosevelt used to write to Churchill and, and refer to him as a certain naval person. And I don't know if that was deliberately coded or just a sort of a friendly nickname that established. So one of these negatives I've got is a like a facsimile of a letter between the two of them. Right. And I just thought that was fascinating. But yeah. the thing I was most interested in was just the, a certain naval person. And obviously my first leap from that was... Um, thinking of war films and spy films and then one of Vonnegut's story arcs is called Which Way Up and basically it's a completely flat plateaued line the idea being you're never quite sure what's good what's bad what's positive what's negative okay and that when I was thinking about that I thought well that's kind of spy stories in a way because often they're a bit vague about what the right the moral values are of it or whether things are going to work out good or bad and, and how they translate yeah um so this book's that really. It's kind of it's like a kind of borrowing from James Bond and from um, action <laughs> films. And, and I tried to make an action film in a book using so by some of the way the images are sequenced and by using multiples in almost film strips. I've, I've in my head I'm trying to kind of get this sense of um, pursuit and action and yeah. espionage. Even yeah, though you don't quite know. love the word espionage. It's a good word, right? It's amazing. Can we look at some slides? We can. So that index thing in the top of the lid is now complete chaos because all the slides fell out and That's I just shoved amazing. them back in. But so, I quite like it. So what I've got here is a red briefcase. Sorry, I just saw that it was in the silly aisles and that really took me. So I've got a... And it's full of slide film, but it's been badly packaged and it's rocking around. So I'll take a picture of it. I feel like I'm documenting a crime scene. I think the whole thing's a bit like that, yeah. yeah. That's what's... what's. But that would be, you know, if, if like in a, a classic crime caper, they would go into the murderer's mad cave and there'd just be thousands of other people's photos. I think we photos should do and it. It'd be an exciting thing. It's so... It's just... I have this thing... Oh, my God, that's the one that I want to photograph. It's a nice car, there. I have this... 
And the thing I like is the hit ratio, right? So you'll go, so that box has probably got 200 slides in it, maybe. Yeah. There'll probably be like 10 amazing pictures. And yeah. loads of just absolute tripe. Tripe. And finding the gems is like, there's nothing more. That's the, the bit that I would get so excited when I just was really quickly looking through the slides and one would jump. You know, we both sort of work in the realm of telling people whether pictures are good or bad. And now... You know, I reckon your amazing 10 pictures will be completely different to my amazing 10 pictures. Yeah, totally. They would. And that's that's what's but great what, about but, art. It's but so... adding on to that, I reckon I could find 10 pictures that you would find amazing and you could find 10 pictures that I would find amazing. Yeah, so well, there is, yeah I love yeah. that as well. I think that's the thing that I find really interesting about teaching photography or a creative subject is that everyone thinks you're going to be really subjective rather than objective do you know what I mean yeah, so, yeah, but, but absolutely I'm completely not like I've got a really distinct aesthetic that's yeah. an amazing slide isn't it I've got a really distinct aesthetic but I could you know if someone's making a fashion project I can totally buy yeah, into 100%. the fashion project world and that's and, that, and that's it you've literally just hit the nail on the head I love buying into people's worlds yeah but I think so the buying into other people's worlds is really interesting because yeah. that's why all this stuff means so much to me. Like yeah. if, if someone's taken a photograph with real intent, I love photography in all forms. You know, I am a photo slut. That's so I, one for you. I, no, other way around. It's just people sitting oh, in front yeah, of a building. I've got one. I picked out one that I thought was also comically me, which I think you'll appreciate that one. <laughs> I, will cool I need towers. to remember to post do, these ones. Um, Shit. But but there's something inherently pure about this stuff because yeah. it's because the the intent of it's totally different from making art or Absolutely. or trying to communicate something like and that and trying to and, make money off the back of it or you know yeah whatever that may be no I I agree and I really yeah this one's good so I, I've been recently doing so my brother's a musician and he's just about to release an album so he asked me if I could do some artwork for it so that's why the image is used so I, I may I've made some art out of archive stuff I goes. love that and the concept of his album he and does a lot of oh, um, I need to keep it in a separate pile so I can photograph it a lot of his music uses found recorded sounds and things so it kind love of goes that. so well with this oh that's amazing kid feeding donkey Oh my God, you are going to collapse. <laughs> Santa that, on a train platform. The back of Santa. Yeah. What I particularly love is the fact the guard nearest us is in exactly the same pose as Santa, hands behind Wait, back. give me that one back because otherwise it will go in the wrong place. Did I, which one? Did I take it? It was a kid with the goats. I thought I gave it back to you. Did you? I think so. If it's not that one. Oh, so I think... Listeners, we should point out Laura's going through this suitcase of slides. I've never looked at any of them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So Sorry, like, I forgot to say that. It's really exciting. Yeah, you've never looked through I've this. This is why I'm pointing them out to you. You're like this one. This is this is just amazing. Oh. I mean. Oh, wait. you. Oh, no, that's the dancers. So I'm putting these ones here. Okay. These are your pile that I want to take pictures of. So weirdly, this is the off. This is the outtakes from a certain naval person book. So this really? is some of the stuff that I was kind of well, like, I'm, maybe. You didn't put this one in. No, because it's basically like four pilots stood around like looking at a book. It would have been in one of the early drafts, but I think sometimes some images are too. So, do you know what the, the, the knack of it is? If an individual image has too neat a story of its own, it doesn't fix, it oh, doesn't okay. flow before or after. So, you have to yeah. kind of pick images which give you a bit of a sense of a story, but they don't, they're not so placeable that 
it kind of answers too many questions otherwise you get this new thing else do you think this is going to be incredibly frustrating for people listening or enjoyable i kind of hope it will be slightly frustrating there you go then i think there's other other things you'll either just be like i really want to see them all or this sounds like the most boring experience to people absolutely so i'll put them all up and then people can decide whether they want to look at them or not this one's really beautiful that's two pumpkins or maybe one pumpkin but how beautiful is the light of that that's just a beautiful image it is beautiful so i really like a broad selection of photographers and photography but yeah my go-to Pete, you know like william eggleston is an absolute sorry that was god. awful for me it to was do awful. that yeah no, I, I, not... I don't care i i think the man is an, a genius yeah no me too, me if too i could be someone too. it would be eggleston really freelander i love yeah nigel shaffron i love so basically um, you don't like women i know i was just thinking that as i was doing it, I was like, and it all makes sense you know the collection of stuff yeah other people's images of just their normal life and the, then the photographs i take and I think there's something interesting about the transition of um, of oh my God. when I try and do this, but with a trained photographer's eye for you. Yeah, know, not no, saying you have I'm to go. You have the world's best photographer or anything, but not even close, mate. <laughs> but there's something interesting because then I will photograph something really shit that doesn't deserve to be photographed, and that's I want to take. But pure who is joy deciding in. that? It is still you deciding that it doesn't. Well, that's true. That's you know, true. you're just you're the person, you're the curator. But I like the challenge of that. I like trying yeah. to photograph things that are really easy to. So, like, I mean, Eggleston is the purest form of it. It's easiest to talk about. That yeah. if you pick apart his images, they're of nothing. They're of like a bit of wire or a car bumper or a bit of pavement and some signage. Or is he the best, or was he just the first? I don't know because if I so, partly it's. Very, I don't know. I'm I'm playing devil's advocate. I think it's seductive colour wise due yeah, to the beautiful. film stock and the era and yeah, the, the American light but it's important and I know you can't do it because we're in Britain and we've got different references with photograph but there's something so pure and beautiful and at the same time utterly meaningless about his images which yeah. I really love so I don't know for me he's the best at it I don't think I've don't seen you better think there's this idea though like you know it's sort of the Rothko type thing which is all of our photos are inherently meaningless to everyone until we put something on it ourselves. Mm. You can't look at a photo without thinking about yourself. Yeah. Because you, you can only read it through your experience. It's really funny because my initial instinct there is to go, no, I don't put myself on a photo. Uh, I don't, I'm not uh, interested. No. <laughs> also, you looked at Danny Rick when I you went to say it. Like, he's not going to back you out. on this. I was looking for his affirmation. <laughs> <to> my... <laughs> oh, but like, you, you know... you. Everything that we're looking at in that picture, we're relying upon our knowledge to be able to read yeah, that picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you know, totally photos don't mean so much to people who are who can't see because they don't have a reference point. I suppose but what I might. What I, I suppose what I I don't do, which I don't know if anyone else does, is I don't literally associate it to my life. I don't look at an image and yeah, go, no, "That no, no, reminds me of X." But I agree. But you're still my you're still picking things that you think are mundane. Yeah, yeah. Or I've got I, I bring my own baggage, whatever that is, Your political baggage. or personal <laughs> or cultural, to the reading of the image. Your baggage is just loads of boxes <laughs> of slide film. It is. And I still can't I can't cope with the fact that I can capture real moments. Mm. Like my brain doesn't compute that I can take a picture of you now mm. and then I own that piece of light. Yes. I find that incredibly challenging and I'm I'm pretty fucking clever. 
and I'm a photographer, so that should be the pretty basic, <laughs> you know. That's the building block. That of, really is. But yeah. I find it, like, incomprehensible hmm. that I have all these pictures of real-world things. But, yeah, yeah, I totally get that. And I think maybe that's how we're used to consuming images and media, that it's always done either as entertainment or as part of this kind of make-believe world and yeah. there's something about a lot of photography which then taps into that, that yeah even if you know you were there and you did it yeah. because you're looking at this kind of this vessel which captured it then it takes right. on a slightly different life of its own doesn't it which it wasn't very well exposed that i one. guess is the power of photography no i agree i've i asked you ahead of mm. time to prepare Hmm. A presentation. No, the picture that you'd like to live in. Yes, you did. And are you yeah. going to slap me down with it now? I can slap you down with it. So I've got I brought a physical image. You brought a physical, brought a physical image. image. Oh my god! So the the I think so I was saying to you this earlier. I had an almost existential crisis about this because I, I took it too seriously. Right, and and this means now that uh, this is so annoying that people are going to know that this is what I want from them. So how can I stop guests from having crises on my behalf? I, I think some people won't have care crises. as much and other people. But I think there's quite something quite nice in whether or not you take it much more seriously than you should. And well, I went true. through everything from which image could I bear to look at forever to which image. Oh, why? Okay. Because well, like, no, I was like, well, if I'm going to live in a picture, I've kind of almost got to look at that picture. And how would that. you look at it? We, I, I, okay, perhaps this is an insight to my brain as well. I was seeing it as if whichever picture I picked, I would like to be standing in that scene for the rest of my existence. Okay, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I'd be, yeah. aesthetically, I'd have to look at it. I'm finding it near impossible to close the slide box. It is nearly, unless they're all perfectly aligned. Yeah. You have to just jiggle and hope it's, it's a dark Right, art. so I shan't do that now. Um, yeah, so that, that went through my brain. Then I started getting caught up in images that would be feel too pretentious if i said or so Why obviously everybody should i, I be I more think. concerned about being pretentious because it I seems that everybody else is i think because i like to think it's not on brand for me being pretentious it is on brand for me <laughs> i know you know might say my instinct was well obviously it'd be one of will's picture william eggleston you know my mate wait william. did you just call william eggleston will? will yeah because we're mates obviously you know he's him and me like that so I could have been one, you know, could have been one of Will's images, but then I thought, um, I bet no one's ever called him Will until I, this it's moment. It's making me feel almost physically sick. Same, I feel yeah. really uncomfortable. No, I've outed it. Will, um, Willie Egg. So yeah, Willie Egg. I could have picked one of his, but then it was too obvious. And then I kind mm. of went through, and then I thought Nigel Shaffron compost pictures because I thought yeah. that's the most domestic, beautiful thing I could imagine. Because it's always a nice moment you walk in and you're just in your kitchen and about to do something. Which William Engelson picture do you think I would choose to live in? And there is one. I think it would be in the diner, the woman with a beehive looking behind. So you've got the back of her beehive in the diner. No, and I'll give you one more guess. If it's not an Eggleston picture, I'm going to be really embarrassed. Come well, on. Well, weirdly, I think the other one for you would be... So, you know, there's like, it's like a blue lamppost with some... Um, festoons coiled around its disheartenly. It's not that one either. Not? No. So now, I'd live in that one probably. I love that image. Oh my God. Sorry, tell me about... Um, and then I went... And then I thought an image from Raymond Meek's Half-Life, Half-Story because it's okay. just so nostalgic. I thought that would be really beautiful. So... And then... This is the other one I thought... I can't believe you didn't get that. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's that's, the... That is, it's the... Yeah. The plane with the cocktail. A beautiful yeah. image. See, he's, he's a genius. Oh, that no, that is that is probably the most beautiful picture in the world. Do you want a quick side Eggleston story? Yeah. That I um, 
so my mum's partner is is kind of into photography and getting more into photography and he likes rollos he likes rollos and i started forcing uh i've not forced i tried like are you trying to suggest other photographers to look at mm. because i can't help myself and for a recent birthday i bought him wiggle eggleston's guide and on the cover if i wrote but but i can't remember exactly the word but basically suggested his position in the family would have to be questioned if he didn't think it was the greatest photo book he'd ever seen that's amazing which i thought was a good challenge my dad used to i've said this before i think but my dad used to write um when i would get a book he would write in the front of it from the author like pretend it's signed that's amazing yeah, like we do it all the time. Fake signature. Yeah, I should have faked Will's signature. Oh Willie my Egg's God, Willie Egg. <laughs> Willie Egg. Um, and then the last example I give you of my crisis was, I then thought, oh, so the first photo book I ever bought, mm. which is kind of off-brand for me now, but I still think it's interesting, is um, Earth from the Air by Ian Arthur's Bertrand, which is all okay. abstract pictures of the world taken from an aeroplane. First book I ever bought, photo book that, I ever bought. That is off-brand. I thought, well, I could live in that because it's just beautiful hovering over yeah. the world. And yeah. then I remembered... I recently acquired these really big glass plates. So these are old collodion. You know, I'm a bit obsessed with you are. That plate collodion. And I've kind of got two. I should just pick one, shouldn't I? You should really Which is pick be one. This. So this, this image I would live in for the rest of my days. So tell me about it. So the first thing is I don't know anything about. So I've, I own maybe 15 of these massive glass collodion plates. Have you ever plates. seen this in positive? No, I'm going to, I should do a darkroom yeah. print of it though. Yeah. And I so they're big, warped, slightly now falling apart glass plates, and that one is just this beautiful country house with a country garden with I, I don't know what time being Victorian. I'm going to say a collection of Victorian ladies, yeah, going look like they're doing a bit of gardening. One of them is like addressing the camera, but there's something about it that's inherently national trust and sort of that yeah. that really ridiculous view of Britishness. It's also which, giving me a little bit of. Um, Jordan Peele's Get Out. Yes. Something yeah. a bit like there's something. I'm going to have to have a look to see if there's any other. Uh, un, un, I don't know. Yeah. So d- you've Sublime. got, you know, you've got someone on deck chair to the left, someone who's about to get out of the deck chair. I like the suspense of that. Yeah, that is suspenseful. Because they're always, they, they could always fold. Yeah. But what I quite like is there's, it looks really innocent and like this ideally idyllic country house and they're having a little garden picnic. But there's something about it, maybe because I'm looking in negative, which feels like there's also mischief about to happen. And I quite like that. And I think I wasn't going to say mischief. I was going to say murder. Well, I mean, it could be Agatha Christie. It could be a marple yeah. waiting to happen. But I just like it. Marple in waiting. Yeah. It's vernacular and it's a really beautiful image, I think. And, and you have no idea who the artist I have is. No idea the artist. All the people. But I quite, I could imagine if I just walked forward into that world, I'd have a nice afternoon. Probably have some cracking I'm cake. I'm so obsessed with the fact that you thought that any of those other choices would have been pretentious, but you've brought a glass plate from <laughs> the Victorian Is that tags. pretentious? Yeah, I suppose that could be seen as pretentious. I don't know, maybe I'll make that into an Instagram poll. <laughs> <laughs> you should, you should. Is that pretentious? I love that. It's That's amazing. Picture, eh? It's but, not what I would have picked for you. That's why I'm, I'm really pleased by it. But do you know what I, I was saying the other day to someone? I went to a... So years ago, there was... Martin Parr did a... I can't believe it. Maybe it was Simon Bainbridge or something. Anyway, someone hosted this thing that was like a um, Desert Island Picks thing. Like, which photographs would you take to a oh, Desert so, Island? Oh, so I'm you? not original. If only. If only. 
but he ended it. So the, the, Martin Parr went through a series of photographs and then the last question was, okay, if it was only one, which would you take? And mm. Martin Parr just brought out this really normal family snap of him and his family. And I and I loved that answer because yeah. I just thought, well, everyone should pick that because what mm. photo would you want? Not something pretentious, something really family orientated. So there's part of it about that. It's just so domestic and comfortable. I like it. I have. But then I have to show you the other one because I kind of brought this just because I literally worship this photograph. Oh my! I don't think God. I want to live in it, but it comes from the same collection, and it's just—I mean, it's just an amazing picture. <laughs> have you ever seen this one in positive? None of them. No. They. I bought them, and then they've just sat on a shelf, and I—I I look at them almost once a week, I but never bought... in positive. I just like Absolutely. to look at them through a window. So why since we since you brought the glass plates out, I keep yawning. I think they might be cursed. Perhaps they are. They might be life. Have you brought cursed things into my? You house? know, like in Superman Two, where those three baddies are trapped in a bit of glass, fleeing through space. Perhaps. Of all the films that I thought you would have seen, Superman Two wasn't on that. It's list. a cracker. I think it was Superman Two. Um, there's no way that I could audibly describe. No. how I feel about what's going on in this picture other than there's five people that all look like Victorian mass murderers but they maybe work in a school for ghosts but also I think that yeah they do look all like all that but also like they're probably quite nice. They're, they're probably just, oh, they're probably charming. Yeah, they're just yeah. a bit. They've got a, they've got an edge. Also, Victorians they're all a bit rough because they were they had a shit time. Yeah, and that's stand for a long time for exposures. Exactly. But I almost, I think that might be in my top 10 photographs of all time. I just think it's an incredible image. It's I'm obsessed with it. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. look at it once a week. I genuinely look at it once a week. I can't get off it. But You're but, so lucky that you yeah. own your favourite pictures. I know. Yeah. That's why you need to get into buying old pictures that no one wants. Yeah, that's true. I really do. I'll just buy all your work when you're dead. <laughs> yeah. You're going to have a, a, a car boot sale at your funeral, but no one will come, so no one will buy anything. That's true, that's true. I'll just take it all home again. <laughs> I think the perfect end to my existence would be just a car boot sale of all the stuff, and then that'll be that thing of people haggling for 5p over a completely insignificant thing that meant the world to me. I like that as a epitaph. It's beautiful. I I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I think we've come to a natural end. I think that's, yeah, I think wow, that is a natural that end. that was, yeah, I... That was amazing. Who thought we would get here by an uh, early learning centre, 20 pence piece? Well, you know, you know that's the, the journey found things can take you on. That, that's amazing. Also, I, I do want to note that you put this plaster cast hand on, on the table. I did. I wanted to get that out as one of my objects, but then I was like, oh, it's too me. It's, it is. It's good know. though, isn't it? What is it? I sort of had this mo. I, I thought about doing it at the time, but you might not want it. I was going to give you one of my teeth moulds. <gasps> Thank you so much. Thank you. For coming. Without a doubt, there'll be parts two, three, four, five, and six. <laughs> yeah. And then obviously the funeral and the wake. Yes, yeah. The annual visit. Um, I think I speak probably for everyone who's going to hear this, which is make that third book. I will. I will. Yeah. I know what it is. I just need to sit down. And do it, Yeah. basically. Um, any students that are listening to this, please don't harass John because we need that third book. I think that's fair <laughs> enough for me to say. I think that's fair enough. Um, where can people find you in your work? Uh, website, I guess, is johnhouse.co.uk. Correct, it is. And your Instagram? Instagram's at johnhousephoto, I think. Yeah. Uh I should know that. Oh, is at John. This is this is, is the time <laughs> to you know to rebrand. But but the Instagram is weird because I don't post active work. That's just like me spotting nice bits of rust. 
yeah, thank you so much. And I really felt like I was doing Fiona Bruce on Antiques Roadshow. Good, it's good vibes. So how much do you think all of this is worth? I mean, little. Yeah. To me, priceless. To me, <laughs> priceless. Oh my God, I've done it. I've closed it. Look at that. Look at that. A small well, victory to end. It really is a small victory. And we'll see you soon. Tomorrow. I'll probably see you tomorrow, but yeah. <laughs> Bye. Please do get in contact with me um, on Instagram, aka photoslut, and uh, email is aka photoslut at gmail.com. Please tell your friends and please leave a review. Bye.